This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, sequestration will not have an effect on agency spending this year. That's not good news for budget hawks who are concerned about the rising national debt. Meanwhile, a federal review board has some suggestions on property the government could unload. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Congressional Budget Office says agencies will not have to cut their spending because of sequestration in fiscal 2020. The current budget caps, even with adjustments for things like the census and natural disaster responses, should not breach the top-line numbers. CBO says the 2020 cap for defense programs is $746 billion and $654 billion for non-defense programs, about $1.4 trillion in all. CBO does warn, however, the caps could be breached if lawmakers provide additional funding in 2020 without increasing the budget cap. While you were asleep last night, the federal debt rose about $2.7 billion. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. Yesterday's monthly statement from the Treasury Department confirms public debt rose by a trillion dollars in calendar 2019. As of December 31st, combined federal deficits stood at about $17.2 trillion. Intragovernmental holdings bring Treasury outstanding securities to more than $23 trillion. The Peter G. Peterson Foundation calculates the government spent $2.5 trillion on interest in the last 10 years, while the gross national debt rose by 90%. I'm Tom Tamman. A 73-year-old archive and records center in Seattle and a former missile site in Montgomery County, Maryland, make up just some of the dozen federal properties the Public Buildings Reform Board has recommended that the General Services Administration put up for sale. Once sold, the board estimates those properties will bring in $500 to $750 million worth of revenue. The Office of Management and Budget has until January 26th to approve the board's recommendations. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton is trying again to restore appeal rights for certain defense employees. Norton reintroduced a bill that would reverse a 2013 federal court decision which stripped some 200,000 employees in non-critical sensitive status of the chance to appeal disciplinary decisions to the Merit Systems Protection Board. Norton and Virginia Republican Rod Whitman previously introduced a similar bill back in 2016. Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas Boussier is appointed as Deputy Commander of U.S. Strategic Command. Boussier will take over for Vice Admiral David Creedy. Before the appointment, Boussier served as the leader of the Alaskan North American Aerospace Defense Command region. He also previously worked as the commander of the 8th Air Force and the Joint Global Strike Operations Center. As the deputy commander of STRATCOM, Boussier will help oversee the military's nuclear weapons. The Army begins the process to recompete its mega-IT hardware contract. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The fourth version of the IT Enterprise Solutions contract for hardware will cover nine product catalogs ranging from Unix servers to thin clients and notebook computers to networking equipment. The Army's draft statement of work for the ITES 4H contract will be a multiple-word 10-year contract with a $10 billion ceiling. The Army says ITES 4H is intended to be a total solutions-based vehicle that lets customers field a complete system or part of a total design solution. Comments on the draft RFI for version 4 are due February 10th. 
I'm Jason Miller. Army Futures Command will hold pitch days today and tomorrow in Austin, Texas, to give small businesses and tech entrepreneurs a chance to help the Army solve modernization challenges. Pitch days allow businesses to talk through their ideas with Army experts. The event is part of the 2020 X-Tech Search Initiative, which is focused on medical and human performance issues. The Army will choose up to 48 companies to receive $5,000. Winners will move on in the competition until one company will walk away with $250,000. Robotic automation, magnetic aircraft covers, and more are selected as finalists of the Air Force's Spark Tank competition. The contest awards airmen who come up the contest awards airmen who come up with innovative ideas to make the Air Force operate better. The ideas will be shared with senior Air Force leaders at the end of February. The service chose six ideas to make it to the final round. More than 200 airmen submitted ideas this year. Key themes in the projects include improved task management, commercial best practices for healthcare, workforce development, automation, maintenance, airfield assessment innovation, and suicide detection and prevention. The National Institute of Standards and Technology wants to shore up one of the government's tools for inventors. The Interagency Edison System is an online platform where those who receive federal funding report their inventions. NIST is seeking feedback on how to modernize and streamline the system to improve security and customer experience. DoD and Microsoft plan to finally start building the long-contested Jedi Cloud next month, but as Federal News Network's Jared Serber reports, Amazon is now asking a federal judge to stop them. AWS filed a bid protest in federal court in November, and until now, it's been content to let the Jedi contract get underway while the case is litigated. But documents filed with the Court of Federal Claims yesterday show Amazon now plans to ask for an injunction to stop work on Jedi. DOD says it considers Jedi an urgent national security priority. Attorneys are asking the court to make a decision on the injunction by February 11th. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The House gave Veterans Affairs the green light to explore a new pilot program designed to increase veterans' access to dental care. The VA Mission Act created a new center within the department that allows VA to test promising payment and service delivery models. Congress must approve these models before VA can pilot them. A House-passed resolution approved VA's first pilot request. This pilot program would allow VA to coordinate free or cheaper community dental care for veterans who are otherwise ineligible for similar services within the department. And a bipartisan pair of senators want to give the VA Inspector General subpoena power over former VA employees and contractors. Senate VA Committee Ranking Member John Tester and Oklahoma Republican James Lankford say subpoena authority say subpoena authority would help the IG conduct more thorough reviews of the department's programs, management, and contracts. They've introduced the Strengthening Oversight for Veterans Act. To give the VA Inspector General that authority, the IG currently can't compel executives, employees, and contractors who have left VA to testify or provide needed information for active investigations. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 